This is a global original podcast. Is this the Father's Day special? The Father's Day special. Happy Father's Day. It might not be Father's Day wherever you're listening, but happy Father's Day. I think Father's Day is a global thing. Mother's Day is different. What do you mean? Like, Mother's Day comes on different days for different countries. I think Father's Day is the same date worldwide. No, are you sure? I don't think that's right. I definitely I definitely know it is for America. I don't think it is. It 100% is. They always seem to fall on weekends. That can't just be like a fluke. <laughs> no, no, but it's, it is always, it was always you know? on the, the 21st weekend. 21st is always a Sunday. No, it's not always the same date, but it's always the same, whatever the date is, it's the same in every country. All right, got you. So you're not saying it. So I don't say. I don't want. I don't want to. Like, Do you know how a calendar works? Could you imagine though? Fa- <laughs> you know, Father's Day this week, this time, this year, it's on a Monday. No, it's not. Off. No, it's, <laughs> it, it's just whatever it is. It's the same in every country. So it's the same oh, date, is what you're saying? Yeah. So I it's the 16th meant- this year, this this coming Sunday, but then it's also the same. So it's the 16th in America. It's the 16th in Australia. It's the 16th in Canada. I'm now searching for a new podcast. I don't know about you. <laughs> I'd give, I've given up on this one. Anyway, I'm bloody hosting it. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> uh, welcome to Don't Tell Your Mum. It's a podcast for dads uh, and about being a father and the pitfalls of parenting. I'm JK. That's my friend Alan. We usually agree on stuff, but not so much today. <laughs> <laughs> we don't usually agree. But we do have a very exciting episode coming up because we've got author Matt Coyne and he is hilarious. Have you ever read his books? Um, I've, I haven't got through The Hungry Caterpillar yet. No spoilers. <laughs> no, it's, it's genius. He's, he's hilarious. And we've got a, an awesome interview with him. Um, and we get to find out what he's up to for Father's Day as well. Can I start with one thing? I, it, again, it is a slight moan. Um, but I feel that I'm in a safe space. There's a surprise. One thing that my kids are really peeing me off with at the moment. You may, you may have already had this, because how, how much older is Ted than, than Noah, my, my four-year-old? Ted's nearly five. So he's just a bit older. Yeah, a few months. But still, those, those, little, like, uh, those little periods of time, they still... There's big differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, in a kid's world, big differences. Have you had to go through the pulling your leg hair yet? Have you had that one? Literally right now. It really... Oh, are you going through it now? Yes. But no, the weird thing is, I've got Noah who's four... And my daughter Luna, who's coming up to two, and she started copying him. Oh. So I can have them coming in for a nice little cuddle yeah. either side. Okay, Luna to my left, Noah to my right. When you least expect it. It's a nice, really gorgeous cuddle. You know, these are the moments. Forget about, forget about the lads' holidays to Vegas. <laughs> oh, how I miss them. <laughs> this is what it's all about, a nice cuddle with my kids. And then, all of a sudden... Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere pulling the hairs on my legs. It drives me mad. Yeah, and it is really painful. It's really painful. Yeah. It's like when um, it's like when your mates at school used to get the the back of your hair right at the bottom of your neck and pull that up. Yeah. Like, I'm, ah, like that. Well, interestingly, if you pull your leg hair down, it doesn't hurt. If you pull it up, it does hurt. Oh, my God, you're right. There you go. Do you, know, do you know how I found that, this out? That is so true. I found this out because uh, when me and my brother were growing up, my brother had a roll of duct tape. Duct, 
My brother had a roll of duct tape and he, uh, he took a bit off and whacked it on my leg. And I was like, that's, I mean, can't believe he did that. But then he said, it's all right, if you, if you peel it off downwards, it won't hurt. And it didn't. So we've actually just sorted everything for people that have plasters. If you've got a plaster, well, yeah. if you do the rip-off thing, it's going to hurt either way. If you go up, if you go down, it's not going to hurt. Not, it's not, not, not. Oh, I didn't but know also, that. if you tell... You could try and, like, make your kids believe that it's more painful to pull it down mm. and pr- pretend. Pretend, yeah. And then they'll think, oh, I'm going to pull it down. I well, should have I'm asked not sure you, that smart, really. I should have asked you in the first place because you're kind of 99.9% body hair, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you're quite a hairy chap. No, I don't. I've got a hairy bum. But my, chest, my chest is not as hairy. In fact, the other day, Ted said how hairy my bum was. Right? Yeah. I was like, yeah. Well, uh, what do you want me to do, Ted? Because I, <laughs> I just don't look at it. Right. Did he then walk into the, the bathroom, get mummy's veet, and come back and go, there you go, daddy? No, he got a roll of duct tape. <laughs> pull it up, Ted, pull it up. <laughs> uh, well, I just needed to vent, so it actually makes me feel happier and I feel a bit more calm with it now. I know that you're going through it as yeah. well. Yeah, no, it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a vision of, of, of your ass hair yeah, being pulled up? <laughs> it's like some kind of weird image. Oh, that's what that gorilla takes for. Oh, Jed. <laughs> no, answer it. Answer it. Put on speakerphone. Answer. Hey, babe. Hi. How are you? What time are you home, Dad? What do you mean? What time is he home? We're recording now, woman. Oh. You've just made a guest appearance on the podcast. Mid-yawn. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. I've said I'm trying to find a new podcast and she's yawning whilst we're recording it. Um, I'll be home after this, darling. Okay. You put the phone Bye. down first. <laughs> she knew I was recording. Honestly. This, this is a, why we also, need... A, he's on this, is, this is why we need a podcast for dads. You know what I mean? This is a safe space for things like that. I know. You know I'm working, seriously. There's a hidden message behind that as well. It's not when are you going to be home, it's can you get home quickly. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get home when this extra long (laughs) Father's Day Day special (laughs) is over. Yeah. Sorry, Jen. Okay, so in this episode, it's Father's Day special, as we've mentioned. Uh, We're going to be speaking to our special guest and author of Man Vs. Baby. That's Matt Coyne. Looking forward to that. And uh, we'll be finding out what you get up to on Father's Day, which is a really nice sort of thing to do. Because it is our day. And we will make the blooming most of it, all right? Is it our day? Yes, it is. Probably not. Uh, We get a line, that's about it. But next, it's the confessional. Welcome back. You join us in the confessional. Creepy enough for... Yeah, it is a bit creepy still. I thought I'd try and lighten it up a little bit with that, but that doesn't work, does it, though? It'd be funny if you actually had a... Is that a xylophone? I don't know. Someone asked me the other day what's the difference between a glockenspiel and a xylophone, and apparently a glockenspiel is... I think a glockenspiel is wooden bars and a xylophone is metal bars, or it's the other way around. I mean, I've got nothing to say. (laughs) I think you're fine. That's quite a useful fact. You told me earlier about the... (laughs) I have nothing to say. Well, it's it's true. I'm sure it is true. You can use that. that, Was I right? I was right. If I'm ever in the business of uh, wanting to buy a glockenspiel, now I'll know. See, I don't think glockenspiel is used enough in the English vocabulary. I think we've used it too many times here. Well, glockenspiel, <laughs> it's a bloody good word, that. It's a really good word. Anyway, welcome back to the confessional. Welcome back to the confessional. We're 
We're here to uh, to hear an embarrassing, uh, perhaps shameful, perhaps unforgivable story of a parenting faux pas. Mm. And we will figure out whether or not we're going to forgive or forget uh, this confessional. Who's it from? That's right. It's a guy called Ollie this week. Uh, dad of one. Mm. So he's he's a he's a new dad. All right. It's all new to him. So this is Ollie's email in the confessional. Dear JK and Al, or Al and JK, sorry, it's Dear yeah, Al and I, JK. I, I like JK and Al, I should oh, always come first. Sorry, sorry. Dear JK and Al, parenting is hard. Yours sincerely, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it should read, but it doesn't. But apparently there is more. Yeah, there is more. Um, parenting is hard. No, you I... forgot that. Dear JK and Al, parenting is hard. We say, yes, it is. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Parenting is hard. I didn't expect it to be as relentless as this. I love my son very much, but it's non-stop. Oh, sound like he's uh, struggling a little bit. Okay, well, we're here to help. Here we go. Around a year ago, something happened that is now really embarrassing for me. Well, actually, it's more embarrassing for my girlfriend, but I get feedback all the time for it. So I need to get this forgiven so I can move on. If you read this out, both me and my girlfriend will be listening. She has said that she'll leave the final decision to you both, so please be kind. Don't ask us to be kind. The pressure's on. Okay, a year ago, I was a dad for the first time. My son was six months and I'd just started dating my girlfriend. At the time, my son's mother and I had just split up. I had kept... What are you laughing at? Just farted. I was like, what that was? I thought you dropped something. No, but you could definitely hear it, so I felt like I had to apologise. I probably could have gotten away with it. Yeah, so I just thought you dropped something. Oh, no, I didn't. I double up. My guts, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I was on a roll then. It won't smell. I've had a poo. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. I mean, it does smell, for one. It doesn't. It's my breath. <laughs> right. I had care of my son and my girlfriend had been over the previous night. It was time for me to get my son over to his mother's and I was getting ready. He needed his nappy changing. I had care of my son and my girlfriend had been over the previous night. It was time for me to get my son over to his mother's and I was getting ready. He needed his nappy changing. I never realised just how much poo a small baby can make. It's unreal. In his first year, it felt like I was changing nappies every five minutes. Anyone empathise with that? I can right now, because Luna's on Movacol, because she can't poo properly. So you can get through, like, four nappies in the spell of four minutes. Wow. Yeah. I would just leave her with a nappy off and keep her in the garden. Put it this way, I'm I'm a farmer's boy. (laughs) That's what it's like. I'm a farmer's boy, and I haven't seen as much of this as when I was on a farm. Wow, wow. And the methane, crikey! Your house is just steaming. It's the only one in the whole road. You can run a car on it. (laughs) I realised that I had run out of nappies and there was no time to get more on the way. I couldn't leave my son in a dirty nappy for the journey to his mum's, so I improvised. In a flash of genius, I decided to use one of my girlfriend's sanitary towels. I placed the towel over the (laughs) blowhole and then wrapped it all up with a towel and a pin. It was a neat job. I prayed that he wouldn't poo on the way away to his mum's and we got in the car. When we arrived, I got chatting to my ex. We've always been good friends and she had found our recent breakup hard to deal with. I think she'd always hoped we'd get back together. I mentioned that I'd run out of nappies and she said, that's okay, she's got some inside, she could change him. 
After 10 or so minutes, I left, and then on the way home, I got a text that read, so you've got a new girlfriend then? I'd forgotten about the sanitary towel. Oh. Oh, yeah, I found out. I told the story to my girlfriend, and she was very unimpressed. Now, whenever I go over to my ex's to pick up my son with my girlfriend, there's so much tension between the girls, and then I have to hear about it all the way home. Can you forgive so I can get on with my life? Bro code. I feel like there's a fist bump there as well. Yeah, yeah. Sincerely, Ollie. Whoa. Um, Whoa. I like the thinking on his toes. You know, I do like that. Depending on how big the baby is, I think that the sanitary towel is, is a good shout. I'm trying to think of anything that you could use instead of a sanitary towel, which would be kicking around the house. And apart from maybe a dishcloth... Yeah, a towel? <laughs> you, but would you use a towel? Well, not, just, what are they called? Um, reusable nappies? They're basically towels, aren't they? Yeah, but did he not have a nappy? Isn't this the whole point? Yeah, yeah, he didn't have a nappy, but he must have had a towel in the house. Yeah, but if you've, like, nicked one of those nice white... I mean, if you've borrowed one of those nice white towels from a hotel, I'm not getting poo all over that. <laughs> it took me a while to nick that, just you know what I mean? Just use a tea towel. Well, but you don't want a tea towel. You don't want to put poo on your tea towel. That's what you clean your crockery with. <laughs> you can't That's what your it. knife and fork you is clean with. You can't nah, Also, uh, surely a sanitary towel isn't that big. What I think he should have done is maybe... he's it, Look, put it this way. He's not... He's not going to get out of the fact that he's used sanitary towels, therefore his ex knows he's got a new girlfriend. That's that's what he didn't foresee. Yeah. And I wouldn't have foreseen that either. No. I wouldn't, okay? So what he could have done is maybe put a few of the sanitary towels together, because I think they're quite sticky. Well, I know they're quite sticky. <laughs> when I've tried to get them out of the bin when I'm tidying up, you have to grab one with your hand, don't you? Oh, for God's sake. Oh, I mean, God. can't we just wrap them up and put them in, like, I don't know, um, dog poo bags or something? <laughs> Do they, they really have to be just in the bin? <laughs> you know, we have to get them out and they're just stuck to the side. I do, I, I do know what you well, mean. To be fair, it's my fault because I didn't put a bin liner in beforehand. Well, so. yeah, that's his ultimate answer. <laughs> Ted, Ted came in the other day and he had two sanitary towels stuck to his face. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God, that's a true story. We've got a photo of it. Was he a new superhero or something? Oh, sanitary man? <laughs> he was having the time of his life. Until it came to the point where we had to rip them off. But I ripped them down, so it was fine. Was it his insect impression? <laughs> and also, he likes playing with tampons. Here's an interesting thing. Ollie, don't worry, we're coming back to you in a minute. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm digressing. We've but gone down a comedy cul-de-sac, but we'll be back in a second. What I've never understood, right, is a sanitary towel is, uh, goes, goes on the vagina. Yeah. Like a tampon. Yes. So why aren't tampons called tampins? Because well, they, go, they in. go in. That's a very good show. So then you have surely it'd be tampins and tampons. That's, mate, you're onto something. <laughs> Ollie, we'll be with you in a second. Another thing, <laughs> you know when you have to go to the shop and you get a WhatsApp, and she says, "Oh, don't forget to get me some sanitary towels or whatever." Why are there so many different versions? Why is there not just, you know, a one fits all? I know it's kind of the same for condoms. Why can it not be? It, but it is. I don't think it is one size fits all for condoms. Are you sure? What size do you get? <laughs> I'm getting the extra, 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 extra large. Oh, maybe it is full of Because that's an inch, isn't it? <laughs> I, know, I do know the pain, though, because, yeah, I never know what to buy. And in the uh, Tesco local or Sainsbury's local, whatever, they have limited stock. Yeah. So I never know. So you just get some and say that's all they have? Just get a couple. Ah. Uh, I always ask, I just ask for colour. Yeah. Thank God they put colours on them. Can you get the yellow ones? Done. Brilliant. Easy. Exactly. Uh, Ollie, let's get back to Ollie. Ollie, I, I think we forgive. I personally forgive. I don't. Why do you not? At all. Why? I believe quite strongly from personal experience that 
if a, if a mum and dad have split up mm. and they're co-parenting and either mum or dad gets a new partner, I feel very strongly that you sh- that that you should let the other parent know that you have a new partner. Oh, we're talk- so, uh, okay, are we forgiving for he's got a new partner or are we forgiving because he didn't have a proper nappy? Oh, of course I forgive that. I, I was going to say, I, I leave the house without nappies. Yeah, well, you used to wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> and I can make it almost till lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Al. <laughs> Such a good boy. When I had Ted, I would, I would just leave, <laughs> I would just leave the house with no nappies. I, I, that's no, that's yeah. Of course, we forgive you for that. But so you believe he should have told? He definitely should have told right, okay. his ex. Let that me he flip has a this girlfriend. around, okay? So when you split, you split, yeah, okay. Yeah. So surely when you split. Your business is your business, and their business is their business. Hundred percent. So, but because there is a mutual interest in the child, yeah, and that child is going to be impacted or influenced by your new girlfriend or your new boyfriend, then it's respectful to let your ex know. Okay, am I allowed to backtrack? I think I, I am because. I've obviously remembered that in a previous relationship, I was in exactly that situation. And yes, you're right. I remember feeling that way. So yes, I do agree with you now. It's not, you know, it's not about asking permission. It's not about letting, do you know what I mean? It's 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 just informed. It's an FYI. FYI, I'm seeing someone new. They, they, I'm going to introduce them to the kids. Uh, and so if they come back and they say, oh, I met Lucy and it's one of daddy's new friends... That's who she's talking about. Yeah, she's Simple. not going to be happy about it, regardless. But well, exactly. Either, either but way. it's just—I think it's just a, a degree of respect, and I've been on both sides of it, mm. and I—I I know that it should always be told before found out. So, Ollie, you are forgiven for the uh, the tampon <laughs> as a nappy. You are not forgiven for not telling your ex that you have a new person on the block. No, <laughs> even though I am giving you a metaphorical bro code fist bump. That's it. That's a sound <laughs> effect for it, right? Is it? <laughs> It does sound like a western with a spittoon, but it's not. It's a... <laughs> it also sounds like a whip. Whatever. See, see what's on your mind. Yeah. No, you brought you brought up the sound. I told you it was a fist bump. You said it was a whip. It's because you made a whip sound. No, I know it's under <laughs> your bed. <laughs> Can you imagine if you had an intruder, like some people are like a baseball bat, like get out of my house, then. and you pulled out a whip? <laughs> like, I used to get out me and my, my wife are trained in this. Come on, you little swine. Yeah. Like, I'd be like, if I was the intruder. <laughs> I would just lol. Like, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> what about if you just went, I know you're breaking in, can you just wait there? Let me just get the outfit on first. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> yeah. Right, come on then. When you say outfit, are you thinking Indiana Jones outfit? No, no, I'm thinking of the that's outfit. What I've got. No, 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 I'm not thinking of that outfit. Oh, right. I'm thinking of the outfit, which was, I used to, there was a teacher I used to really dislike. And when she used to tell me off, my mate said to me, don't worry, just relax. And all you have to do is think of her in a leather outfit and devil horns. And that's the outfit I'm thinking of. Oh, wow. <laughs> With a whip, your teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, she, I would kiss Ted's teacher. She wasn't that hot. Oh, yeah, as we found out in a previous know, episode. Mm. Don't tell you, Mum. Whoa. Um, Whoa. I think I might have to go to the loo. I think that's best. I, I think it probably is the best for everyone, and especially as we have a guest who's waiting outside. So um, I'm going to do one now and just d- do one. Uh, we'll do a two. Whilst I will introduce you to our Dad of the Week this week, who is the amazingly talented Matt Coyne, who is the author of Man vs. Baby. You've probably seen him all over your socials, over your timeline. Um, this guy is, he's good. He's epic. He's a good dad. Yeah, you go. I'm going. I'll handle this. <laughs> <laughs> See you, mate. Hi, 
I'm joined today by the wonderful Matt Coyne, author of Man vs. Baby. Man vs. Toddler. It was called Man vs. Baby oh. in America, but called Dummy over here. Oh. Closer. Do you want me to do that again? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> But it's called Man vs. Baby. We're already off on a sidetrack side 30 seconds in. This is going great. So it was called Man vs. I don't know why it was called Man vs. Baby in America, but not here. There's some sort of copyright thing, I think. Oh, right. But basically, it's called Dummy Here, the first book, and then yeah. Man vs. Toddler is called Man vs. Toddler across Everywhere. the globe. Yeah. Okay. Man vs. Toddler is the most recent, right? It is, yeah. It's only been out of sort of a couple of months or so. How's I think it going? it's released in sort of like a run up to Father's Day. That's the idea. You release it a couple of months mm. before. Everybody loves it to bits, <laughs> theoretically. <laughs> and then uh, and then people buy it for their partners or buy it for themselves for Father's Day. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it's gone, gone really well, actually. Yes. It's it just as um, I think before it was out, sort of the week before it was out, I absolutely convinced it was that's the worst, most terrible thing that anybody's written ever because you have that kind of like uh, fear just before it comes out. But, but it, was it turned all right. out, yeah, people love it, which is. Uh, <laughs> which is quite a turn-up for me, but brilliant. It's nice, right, because people can relate to it, which is why they like it, right? Because all your material comes from your own family life, right? Yeah, it's... um it's about as accurate as a memoir as I can get without uh, without getting serious trouble at home. <laughs> so it's uh, it's fairly uh, it's fairly close to it's as close to reality as I, as, as I can get. But that's what it is it. They're, they're, they're memoirs of uh, me and my little boy, pretty much since the day he was born yeah. up to right now. Really, I think of them as um, as love letters. I'm the only person who does, but, uh, but uh, people see them more as like comedic things. But I, I prefer to see them as a, as a love letter. As love to, letters. Yeah. Do you write the same kind of love letters to your wife? No. <laughs> well, any kind of love letter. No, I used to. And when we were when we were first together, we've been together about twenty. 25 years this year, I think. Ooh, that's I know, good yeah. work. Yeah, two, two, but we, I used to write, we used to write love letters to each other. Yeah. That sort of petered out after sort of the first three weeks. <laughs> and so for the next 24 years, 11 months and a week, we haven't written so many. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even get to your month anniversary before the romance died. <laughs> so tell us a bit about yourself. Where are you from? Um, tell us about your kids. Well, I'm from Sheffield. I'm, I suppose you to explain Man vs. Baby in a way. I started um, a blog called Man vs. Baby when uh, a little boy was about four months old. And this is how I find myself here and writing these books and that sort of stuff. But um, more, more basically, I'm from uh, Sheffield, so I'm from Yorkshire. I keep moving around Yorkshire a little bit. So I, work, I mean, like that triangle of terrible towns in Yorkshire. <laughs> this doesn't go out in Barnsley, does it? <laughs> you just can't settle, right? Yeah. But no, I'm from Sheffield, and I've sort of moved around, uh, moved around that area of South Yorkshire my entire life, really. Have um, you, why don't you try venturing out of Yorkshire? Wash your mouth. <laughs> the, the very idea. What, I moved down here? Well, I didn't say down here. But no, I couldn't afford a pint. I was going to say the rent, but I can't afford a pint. I, di- I didn't realise there was a big rivalry between Lancashire and Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah, for like 500 yeah. years or something. Yeah, I just never, it just never really clocked, because obviously I'm southerner. You don't have to be uh, like northern to have heard of the War of the Roses. That, you know? <laughs> I know, that, but I didn't think that was just like carrying on. Funny enough, it's not, it's not, we're not still going at each other with like battle axes <laughs> and stuff like that. It's got a lot more civilised now. Right. Okay. We just give each other shit about football and, and stuff cricket. Like that now. Yeah, I and bet cricket's like yeah. the um I used to teach the Battle of the Roses. <laughs> did you? Yes, I did. In year five. We're digressing. We're digressing. Go on. Tell us about um, so you, Man vs. Baby, you were blogging and 
what happened to get you from there to book? Right, so so Charlie was born in 2015, and about three months after he was born, I sort of uh, went on Facebook and wrote this post. And they said... Uh, the purpose of it was was to you know you know when you first have kids and you have like all your relatives come round and they expect tea and biscuits and stuff and I don't know about you but I just don't want people coming around my house like, at any time ever yeah <laughs> so I'm I'm a very sociable person but just don't come around my house it means I've got to like put on trousers and clean up and stuff like that which is a terrible <laughs> terrible thing so my idea was that I'll just because having a baby in the house means that more people are going to turn up as if the Amazon guy is not enough. <laughs> visitors in the average year. And that's only because he brings something <laughs> oh, yeah, normally, as an offering. Normally for the fucking neighbours, actually. Like, <laughs> I mean, but that's a, that's a side thing. But uh, So after three months of Charlie being born, I thought, I'll write this for our friends and relatives so that stop them from coming round. Because if I explain to everybody how I'm getting on and how we're getting on, then that's covered. And uh, so I wrote this and then uh, so I posted it one night on Tuesday night or something. And uh, the following day, I had like 20 likes. Nailed this parenting thing because no one ever, <laughs> ever clicked on a single image or anything ever posted. No one listens to a word I say ordinarily. So this, uh, this, this, the fact that it got to 20 likes, I thought, well, that's interesting. And then I started getting messages throughout the day saying, can you, can you switch it so you can share it more globally rather than just with your friends and family? So I turned it on to global setting or whatever. And at the end of the week, it was like 10,000 Wow. Likes and then like 50,000. It just went up and up and up. And it's, um, yeah, 17 million people have seen that. Wow. First post, which, is, which is why, because publishers are quite lazy, not my publisher, my publisher's great. <laughs> well, <laughs> a little caveat there. <laughs> and, <laughs> but because they, they latch onto this viral stuff and they think, oh, there's, there's something in that. Like, do you want to have a bash at, at writing a book? And I thought, that's a terrible, terrible idea. Mm. Because the longest thing I'd written was this post in 20-odd <laughs> years. Uh, text message before, that was about the longest I'd ever I'd written. Anything. What, like the vintage text message, Nokia 3210, that allowed <laughs> you 160 <laughs> characters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so that was about as much as I'd, I'd written before. So the idea of writing 80,000 words is ridiculously yeah. intimidating. So it was the uh, agent who said, well, you need to write yourself a blog, and that like helps you to practice writing the, the book. So, uh, so I did. So I set up Man vs. Baby on uh, on uh, Facebook, and and that's that's just grown and grown since, yeah. since and now, day one, really. And now your books are sold worldwide. Yeah, yeah, in bizarre places actually. I'm quite big in uh, Taiwan and <laughs> and, and China and stuff. And uh, I'd love to have them translated back to see what they actually say because it's it it's, it says something about the subject we're talking about i think that it can be translatable into various yeah. languages something universal about parenting like that but uh, how on earth they've translated some of it like being you know being shit on in argos and stuff like that into chinese and stuff i have absolutely no idea yeah, so it'd be really nice to get it translated back yeah but uh, but yeah it's um, it's uh, done really well in america that again it's that that thing that it's that it's clearly a universal Problems, issues, yeah. and delight. Well, know. a baby's a baby, right? Whether they're American, Chinese, they all don't sleep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, babies are quite boring, really, aren't yeah. they? They're all like um, two-foot-long Tamagotchis. You just put <laughs> stuff in and stuff comes out. The, uh, I thought they were fascinating when I wrote the first book, but now he's a toddler. Now I realise that that was the boring bit. This, yeah. is, the, this is the interesting bit. So what, what's been your proudest parenting moment to date? Oh, crikey. Um, probably... Probably the most recent, it changes, doesn't it? Because it, first of all, when they walk, that's the bit that you're setting off party pompers for and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. First time they clap. First time they, they're able to put their two hands together and clap. They clap? You were like about five months old. Or whatever, I've, ne like. I've never seen that as a milestone. Really? The first clap. <laughs> really? 
I had a party. We had a party in our <laughs> That was quite a big thing. Is that not a milestone? I've never. I, we didn't celebrate the first cat. I'm just. I'm just saying. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Maybe two was a bit slow, and so it's quite a quite a, an event in our house. So you're saying the, the proudest moment is when you when your jaw clapped. Yep. It just turned three. It was. <laughs> it's quite. Big. No. What, what I'm saying is that basically. It changes with each each event. I think of that as an event. You could <laughs> fuck off as an event, but, <laughs> but with each uh, with each time, with each clapping or walking or crawling or getting up off the you know getting off your belly and starting to do that shuffle yeah. along the you know the Walking Dead thing, any of those things are like little little triumphs, aren't they? So the proudest moment changes all the time. The most recent kind of triumph for us as a as a three year old is obviously getting nailing potty training like I mean which took yeah. which took quite a while so the point at which I was able to sort of pick him up from nursery for an entire week and there was no bags of shame handed over like I mean and all the all the yeah shitty clothes at the bottom of the bag and stuff to, <laughs> the bag of shit. just basically dumping a I just dumped yeah. in a petrol station bin on the way home because I'm not washing them and they're not going in my bin so, <laughs> but yeah so the, the the week that that didn't happen that was that was a big thing that was your, yeah we, we we applaud we we absolutely cheered that as though he clapped for the first time <laughs> was he clapping as well <laughs> yeah. I did it, yeah. he's really nailed now it's yeah good okay i mean that's that's good i mean not well, not what i was expecting but i like that that's good <laughs> so probably fairly closely linked but what would be your most embarrassing parenting moment today probably the first four, four months when he wasn't clapping it's just so embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> get your shit together <laughs> all the others can clap now why aren't you come on well that, well, that is the thing that you know when you're wondering especially because charlie was quite late in walking he's, he's i think there's um there's some sort of study whereby you're either a talker or a, or a walker, so you're really good at walking or really good at talking, and then, you, and then they, they catch up with each other and everybody... Every, by the time they go to university, everybody's talking and walking, aren't they? So, <laughs> You'd hope. Yeah, but, so I think uh, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, you go wandering around the um, the playground and yeah. stuff and all these other kids about the same age are, are all tear-arsing around the place, and Charlie's still sort of like a bashing into playground frames and stuff like that but they're all unable to talk and he's got like a you know a ridiculous bo- a vocabulary so yeah during that period is quite an interesting uh, yeah thing. but uh, what was the question What's the, the most the... embarrassing moment oh christ um i've, I've told this i've told this story probably too many times but have, have you ever heard me say talk about the um time I got stuck in soft play no <laughs> i'll just tell it again because yeah go on <laughs> i want to hear it because it is it is the most embarrassing so that's why it crops up. So when the question comes up, so basically, I was at a cheeky monkeys soft play, right? <laughs> and it's a proper soft play, as in four, four or five floors. It's a warehouse, just absolutely huge, full of ball pools, incubating chicken pox and conjunctivitis <laughs> and slides that you know that are a mile long and all that. So we went this one day, and um, I'm one of these parents. I'm a bit of a helicopter parent when it comes to particularly. Soft play, so I'm very care- care- always very careful about him not falling, not hurting himself, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so I follow him throughout the throughout the soft play. It's not like two at the time, whatever. But I went, we went all the way up to the top, and it took like an hour to get up yeah. there. And so I'm thinking, I'm not going all the way back down again. I'm not following all. This. So I see this slide, one snake, snaky slide <laughs> that goes all the way to the bottom. I think, right, we'll get on that. And uh, there's a big sign at the top, like a laminate, that just says, uh, no adults allowed down this slide. And you have to be under a certain height for a kid to go down. Like, you know I mean? So he has to go down there on his own. Yeah. So I'm thinking, well, I'm, I'm just not going to listen to that 
There's no, no, no laminate notice tells this dad what to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm thinking, right. So I put him on, on, my, on my lap. We wee all the way down to the bottom of this slide, get to the bottom, turn around thinking, what's all the big fucking fuss about? Like, I mean, yeah, I fitted all right. That was yeah, fine. not a problem. I turn around and we come out into this ball pool. And in this ball pool, there's only one exit. And it's like tiny. It's like a cat <laughs> flap that is designed for a toddler or a baby to get through. Like a two-year-old sail through there. 13 stone, <laughs> idiot, not so much. So I'm stuck in a fucking ball pool in Cheeky Monkeys. I literally can't get out. The ball can't get back up the slide because obviously you don't go up the slide. That's mad. <laughs> but not you don't. Was, was there a laminate sign? Was there a laminate sign saying "Do not go up the slide"? <laughs> yeah, fuck that. I'm gonna... <laughs> so I'm, still, I'm thinking, and I, honestly, the panic that you would not believe. I just thought I'm going to die in here. Just, just, just a moment of just pure panic. And I even thought about sort of sending him, sending Charlie that lassie to the desk, the, the, <laughs> the canteen <sign>. desk. <laughs> yes, just bark at them and tell them your owner's trapped in the ball pool. So you don't have to do this. It's absolutely shocking. But I had to. I googled the name and the number for cheeky monkeys and phoned them. And the woman behind the counter in the canteen—they're <laughs> just waving. That's exactly what it is. So literally, I had to say, "If you just, if you could just look to your left, because there's a fella there in like a Thundercats t-shirt waving at you. Uh, that's me. I'm stuck in your ball pool." And, uh, and she was just absolutely exasperated by the entire thing. And how, did, uh, how did they get you? Is they there, cut is the cable ties on uh, the side? That's uh, you know, you know, they get get morbidly obese people out of their house to get them to hospital. You know, take like take out a window. A wall. They had to do that. They took out the and there was people like gathered around. Were they filming? Were they yeah. <laughs> live streaming? Of course they were media. filming. I'd have been filming in a fucking heartbeat. Dad, Dad gets caught in bull. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so they yeah they were filming it out. But to, but the woman, old woman behind it, the behind the counter, Julie was like, uh, I said, I was very sort of you know embarrassed by the, that situation. So I said, this must happen all the time. She's no, it's never happened before. <laughs> Because there's least a sign. Why? <laughs> I mean, just say that it happens all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. make you feel better. That's brilliant. What a good story. Yeah, so that's the worst. Um, so, other than um, getting stuck in pulpits, what's the hardest bit about being a dad? Um, all of it. All of it. Probably. <laughs> it's it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. It's it's phenomenally fulfilling this, and it's the the problem is before I was a dad, before I was a parent, I was like defined by laziness. That is my it's a thing. Defining characteristic is that if there's a way of me doing as little as possible in any way, shape, or form, that is what I will try and do. I'll always find, try and find a shortcut. I'll always try and sit on my ass and do nothing all day. That's my thing. So, but you can't do that. <laughs> I mean, this not yeah. allowed. No, so that sort you. of ch- changed and transformed everything uh, in an instant. So, so everything was was hard initially. Um, I think. I think. Um, Things like not being, not swearing, things like that I find quite difficult. I've, that's t- that's taken me uh, taken me a long time to get to has, fiddlesticks and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> melon farmer. And, has Charlie ever mimicked a swear word? Yeah, of course he has. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they because they uh, they 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 kind of attuned to that, aren't they? Yeah. They know that power. The words have power. Because by the, the second that you laugh at them, turn around and yeah. saying shit or whatever like that. I mean, they, 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 they take those words and they, they play with them like toys, don't they? Because they know that they have power. But what I, don't, what I don't understand about that, I mean, Ted's obviously, Ted has mimicked some of us as well. I can say a whole sentence, a whole conversation, <laughs> and within it somewhere is the word shit. And suddenly that's the word yeah. he picks up. Like, what? There's they a whole know. host of words there, Ted. 
Pick that anyone yeah, except that, that. That entire period of trying to get to say, get to say please and thank you. And it's yeah. like, say please, nothing. Say please. It's not say please. And then you say, for fuck's sake, just say please. It's like, for fuck's sake. They just, <laughs> they, they are, yeah, they are tuned to those to those words. And I find that, I, I found that harder than, particularly because Lindsay doesn't swear at all. My other half doesn't swear at all. Um, You're making I'm, up for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much, uh, you know, I'm, it's, I'm like the walking, I'm like the thick of it on, on feet. <laughs> Uh, and she, um, yeah, she. So that's that's an easy one. I'm an easy target for that line. Right yeah. Right? Stop swearing. Stop <laughs> swearing. Stop swearing. I finally, I think I've just got, I just about got it nailed. You just nailed it. Just in time for uh, for school. So, what famous father, real or fictitious, dead or alive, is the archetypal father? Like, who's the one that you like? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, preferably not one that's dead. <laughs> well, <laughs> it seems to be quite bad at parenting. <laughs> when they're alive, they might have been all right. Right, dead or alive? That's a very, that's a really good question. I quite like um, Will Smith's Uncle Phil in Fresh Prince. <laughs> He's probably about as good as it, as good as a parent as it gets. I think he is good. Oh, that's a blast from the past, isn't it? Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Well, someone, the reason I, the reason that's in my brain is uh, someone was telling me like uh, that Will Smith recently passed the age of Uncle Phil, as that was being filmed. Really? Filmed, yeah. But I looked it up, and he did. That was like five years ago. He did. What? Was that like five years older than Uncle Phil was when they filmed the thing? Wow. That's how old. <laughs> well, I am, but we are. Are you um, are you saying Uncle Phil because there's some part of you, probably a large part, that would actually like to throw someone out the house like he did? <laughs> what DJ Jazzy Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bend him off at the, at the start of every episode. Didn't yeah, he? he did, and at the end. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to be able to. I'd be able to do That'd that. be good. Imagine when Charlie comes back with his mates, and one of them is a bit like, oh, not sure about you. You just pick him up, just hurl him out of the house. Come here, Jazzy. <laughs> On the drive. That's, did, not, that's not happening. I don't think. <laughs> what did you like about um, Uncle Phil? He was he was strict but kind. <laughs> that's the that's the that's pretty much the idea, isn't it? I think that's that's what you're supposed to do as a be as a parent. I mean, it's sort of try and set parameters, yeah. but be kind enough that uh, that they can uh, meet those parameters without feeling like they're falling to pieces or that they're uh, they're doing something so intrinsically wrong they can't be corrected from it. Like I mean, but. I don't know. I don't know about. Uh, about I don't know about dead ones. <laughs> Who's your favourite? You must have. Have you? Have you asked this question before? I have. But I don't ask. You, that. You, I've you, never you, thought about it because I've never thought anyone would throw it back at me. Um, well, whenever you're ready. <laughs> a, a dead father. I'll come back to you on that. I'll yeah. have a think. So, thinking about when you are dead. <laughs> Great. Sorry, sorry about this. Uh, what legacy would you like to leave your kids? Thinking about when. Yeah. I'm- Dead. Yeah, a long, long way away. Right, okay. What I bet you never thought you'd turn up to a podcast interview. <laughs> just imagine you're dead, right? This it's just so it's just such a lighthearted turn. <laughs> right. So thinking about I'm dead, presumably I've had some sort of massive heart attack or yeah, some yeah. sort of yeah. And everyone's really upset and it's you know Well I mean, that's taken as red. I still imagine some sort of na- national mourning for four days, but beyond that uh le- well legacy in terms of in terms of Charlie, do you mean? Right? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, actually. I'll, I've wrote, written a bit, a bit in the book. I've actually thought about this before because, uh, not a spoiler alert, but sort of towards the end of the book, I sort of imagine how Charlie is going to be without me around and uh, what I'd like to impart to him if, I, if for some reason I do 
Yeah. Have a massive heart attack in a podcast studio in London because <laughs> someone just asked me, what's it like to be dead? About it? It's very hot in here as well. It's <laughs> really hot. So, uh, but that's, so I've written an entire letter to him, really. And uh, it's interesting because uh, no doubt the way that I feel about this will change as he gets older. But at the moment, I'd like him to stay as much like he is right now as possible. Mm. I think there's something to, that, to, the, to the philosophy of, of a toddler that we we have a lot to learn from, a hell of a lot to learn from. Their lack of uh, their lack of shame, lack of embarrassment, their ability to yeah. you know to to compartmentalise things. So everything, something's a disaster in the second, but a second later, everything's absolutely unky dory. The way that they feel about everything, from you know from race, religion, creed, you know, yeah. gender, everything, it just makes more sense as a toddler before they get poisoned by stuff. Yeah. So uh, I think. Uh, I think that's my legacy would be great if I could somehow manage to instill in toddler in, in Charlie to remain as much like he is now as a as a person and, and in philosophy as he is as a three year old. Yeah. If he could still have, have parts of that uh, philosophy and even his belief system at a three year old. Good answer. Then he'll be an awesome thirty year old. Yeah. And forty year old and fifty year old. I like that. Yeah. Do you try and live by that at all? Try to be as much of a toddler as I can. Yeah. I'd sit around in my pants <laughs> eating space raiders. <laughs> With someone else wiping your ass. <laughs> yeah, so as, as much as that's concerned, I do very much uh, piss and shit myself on the regularity. Uh, I, do, I, I, do try, I, I do try to, uh, and I have tried since since I've uh, written about this, to, to, to uh, deliberately do that, to deliberately be more that sort of person who kind of... Uh, who has that? Uh, it's not necessarily a tolerance. It's more like a, uh, a a philosophy that allows you to have the correct perspective on things. Yeah, we but worry all... about the strangest things as adults. We worry, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, even things like money. I know that money is phenomenally important. And I speak to someone who's had some, who's had some, and had not had some. You know, what I mean, it's yeah. important. It's better to have some money. <laughs> you know, what I mean, they're not have any. Um, but even stuff like that, it's still it's it's just it's just paper and metal to a to a toddler, and that's yeah. sometimes a good a good perspective to have. Yeah, and and you know, as he grows up and he sees you trying to adopt that kind of mantra for your life, you know, that's going to have an impression. So, I hope. I, yeah, I hope so. Right? I mean, but uh, mm. but it's uh, but one of the reasons why I'm not writing another book about me and Charlie is that is that it's reached the point at which this is. His story, rather than mine, mine and his. You yeah. know what I mean. And uh, he'll he'll have his own. You know, he'll yeah. have his own thoughts and philosophies on things like that. I mean, so. so no more books. What would be what would be next? Can you say? I mean, I don't want to. Um, well, I'm not. I'm not going to knock writing on the head altogether. I'm just going to write about uh, maybe other things. I might. I'm, I'm sort of working on something at the minute, which is uh, parenting in that field, but uh, but not specifically about me and yeah. me and Charlie. Uh, TV stuff I'm working on scripts and stuff at the yeah. minute as well which which I can't tell you I can't tell you about but uh, <laughs> sounds like something I can say but yeah stuff stuff like that and yeah. um, and I've got loads of other just weird stuff that's cropped up this, this year that <laughs> yeah. I've got to do. so I'm uh, doing a TED talk in September in, in Cyprus which um I've no idea what it's going to be about yet. So if anyone's got any ideas, then that, <laughs> that, that'd really come in useful because deadlines loom me to submit the text. Soft play? That's it, yeah. Done. Saying. Done and done. It's a yeah. challenge to everyone. Yeah, so I've got that. And then, um, and then I've, for some reason, I'm trekking in the Himalayas in, in yeah. November. I told you we met the other day. I was yeah. telling you about this. But, uh, Don't envy that. How many miles? Was that? It's just 
cartloads, just loads. <laughs> too many. Any yeah. more than one, and it's too many. <laughs> yeah. And I was, as I was explaining just before we started recording, my training so far this week is drinking half a lucrative sport <laughs> and not actually walking up really anywhere. So I need to get my shit together on that as well. <laughs> you know? But that's the thing for charity in, uh, in uh, October. So, Matt, we have um, a feature on this podcast where dads can get in touch with any kind of confessions or guilty secrets that they have about about parenting. Well, it can be about anything if you want, but about parenting right. mainly. Do you have anything that you would need to just get out there? You want to let you know, let off that steam? What's you know, any guilty secrets that? Guilty secrets. <laughs> yeah, this is a safe place. Guilty secrets. Guilty. I'll tell you what I did do. Um, I've never told anybody this before. Actually. Wow! Oh, we're honoured. When um, when we first had Charlie, when he's like uh, you know he's like a week or two weeks, maybe, maybe three four weeks old, and obviously there's a lack of sleep occurring in the place. But um, what I used to do, she'll kill me if she is. <laughs> it's fine. Just tell her that we cancelled the podcast. She'll right, never know. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but what I used to do is uh, I used to uh, pretend to go into work early. <laughs> And then I used to stop at a uh, uh, car park in Morrison's supermarket and I'm asleep in my car <laughs> for like uh, like an hour before before work. And uh, I did it that often that this security guard from Morrison's brought me out a sausage sandwich and a cup of tea. One he thought I was living in my car. <laughs> so, uh, Is that that's true? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 but, but obviously, but, ob- but obviously, she doesn't know. But obviously, if Lindsay's listening to this, I've made that up for comedic effect. <laughs> She's never heard that. Good before. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't put it in the book or anything for good, good bloody reason. Then you should read it. That's brilliant. That has, that I mean, has... that's not advice. That's a terrible thing to do. It's an awful thing to do. Like right? I mean, but at the time, you do uh, you do you do strange things in in sleep deprivation. I think. Right? So, other other than that, what would be your one bit of advice for any any dads listening? Other other than not suggesting sleeping the games in Morris, sleeping in Morrison's <laughs> car park or Asda. They got wider spaces. Like I mean, the Mario Park. Then um, I'm not very good at giving giving advice. To be honest. I did, someone sent me a uh, sent me sent me a message the other day, uh, asking for quite seriously for advice about uh, their little and being bitten at nursery <laughs> by this other kid, and he was like, I don't know whether you do advice, but uh, but uh, you know, quite upset about it. The nursery aren't uh, you know aren't dealing with it in, in the way that we wanted to. Like I mean, and uh, and I probably misjudged, <laughs> misjudged it, but my advice was basically to to let the nursery deal with it in whichever way they they see fit, sure. and uh, and then as you're picking up your kid one day, catch the eye of the. The biter and just run your finger across your throat, just in a, in a threatening manner, letting him know that he's being watched. The, but so I'm not really, so yeah, so that didn't go down very well. So I just tried to avoid giving advice <laughs> since then. But I suppose my advice for for uh, uh, dads to be is uh, is sort of uh, it's sort of always the same. That it's uh, you know what what the mum does to get to that point. Whether it's through uh, through through the nine months of pregnancy, through the labour itself, through mm-hmm. there's um, you really drew the long straw in terms of <laughs> as, in yeah. terms of parenting. So uh, my our um, our antenatal woman Barbara always used to say that uh, that the equivalent 
of giving birth to a man is to pass a walnut through the tip of your penis. <laughs> and uh, from that moment, I just thought, I'm going to do the nappies. Yeah, I'm going to get up with the night. I'm going to do. I'm going to do my bit because uh, fuck, did we draw the long yeah. straw? I tried a industrial size tens machine. I saw that. I was on G- on Good Morning Britain. <laughs> we'll put, I'll put it out on the social media again. But it was it was agony, and I had that was like it was fair, it was apparently a fairly intense contraction, but only one. Only is for that five what it, that was, it was just a contraction. That's, yeah. that's what it's saying. Yeah, that wasn't even the act of pushing it. Birth. <laughs> yeah, no. You no, looked in trouble on that, man. Really if you watch the video, trouble. when Jen watches it, she was like, Al, there's a vein bursting in your <laughs> neck. <laughs> like, I'm, I wouldn't be built for labour at all. I think you're right. No, I think there's a reason why labor, nature has entrusted labour to, to the female <laughs> of the species, because... Uh, there's, um, there's a guy called uh, Dennis Walsh, who's like their chief chief midwife or whatever yeah. and he uh, he made a quite a controversial statement a while ago which was that uh, women shouldn't use um shouldn't use pa- pain relief in birth because it Ooh. damages the connection between the <laughs> I, I, I thought it was very very interesting that that that, that was a fella came from a that. man yeah, yeah because let me tell you from what i've seen of labor I'd have been demanding an epidural as we pull up into the yeah. fucking car park, not even messing about. Like so. <laughs> so Father's Day is obviously coming up soon. Uh, what's what's your hopes for Father's Day? What what have you got? Any, what have you got planned? I mean, it's, it's your one day we can demand a lion. Anybody who says all this rubbish about uh, you know having a nice hand printed <laughs> painting by your child, or whatever, it's all that's all nice, lovely, and everything. But after the lion, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the one. The one day you can you can demand it, so demand it definitely. Yeah, um, I plan to do nothing really. Ideally, um, it, my dream of uh, of. Uh, of Father's Day, so when he's older and, and I can do what uh, my dad used to do with me, which is basically demand that slippers are brought and, a, and an open beer and that sort of stuff. <laughs> with a little f- bell, you get a bell for the day, <laughs> yeah. you just ring it. So I can fall backwards into my favourite chair and put, put the snooker on or whatever, like, you know what I mean, like, like my old man used to. Um, it, it'll be nice to spend a bit of time, you know what I mean, just just uh, just chilling yeah. out. And, uh, and what, what would be your ideal gift? Because gifts around Father's Day are... Shy. Yeah. Like, no one wants... A, I don't want another pair of socks. So what would be your ideal present? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the lists, the top ten things and top five things, they all come out at the same time every year, and it's all that stuff stuck in the 70s. So all we want is a cordless screwdriver or yeah. a going a race, race car on a track or whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm not really bothered about that sort of stuff. I'm not really an alpha male. <laughs> like that. More than happy with a porn star martini and watching The Greatest Showman for the time. That's, that's, that's fine with me. But they are all, even like uh, greeting cards, they're all like um, pastiches of this John Wayne type... Manly yeah. man, like no, I mean that's not that's not really me, really. No. So in terms of uh, in terms of gifts, to be honest, if I get a cordless screwdriver, I'm smashing place up. I just <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> you just revolt. <laughs> I didn't ask for this crap, but I want it. It'd be, it'd be like Easter all over again when I got a whisper egg. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, do, do people get gifts for Father's Day? I mean, ordinarily it's like uh, just card and stuff. Isn't it? Yeah, well, we we do gifts in our house, but Jen, I usually just get like a, like clothes, and then I'm right. like, oh, like if if I'm gonna have a gift, I want something that isn't a necessity because I need clothes. I, I'm gonna buy clothes whenever I need clothes. Right, we 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 a bit nervy, aren't we? <laughs> Sorry. Right. Was it nice clothes? Because because my other half buys me terrible clothes. Oh, it was yeah. It was a nice t-shirt. What you're moaning for then? I only get a card. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so you need a t-shirt. You like a t-shirt? How about yeah, that? That's not a bad idea. Father's Day present swap the day yeah. after. 
just in case you get something crap. Yeah. I'll get your dad's net T-shirt. Sold. I'm Done. In. There you go. Sorted. Well, whatever you get up to, I hope it's a nice day for you. You too, mate. Thanks. Oh, there's a lot of bromance going on in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if people want to stay up to date with what you're doing and what you're working on, where can they find you? Uh, so I'm on Man vs. Baby pretty much everywhere. I'm from uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram's Man vs. Baby, and I'm Matt Coiney on, on Twitter. Uh, that's mainly ranting, but uh, that's that's what Twitter's for. That is what really Twitter's like, for. I mean, I'm either slagging off buses or uh, or Jacob Rees Mogg. I don't, you know, <laughs> I'd like to vary it up a bit. Uh, but uh, I'm better on <laughs> on on Facebook and Instagram, specifically parenting. You're, you're yeah. interesting, so I'm still knocking around on that. I'll still continue to be knocking around on that. I don't see me knock, stopping that anytime soon. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I mean, thanks so much for coming in. It's been a pleasure. No to, worries. Uh, Thank you to for chat. having me on. Like, I mean, I really appreciate it. And um, and we'll. Uh, don't know where I'm going with that. But thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. How do you end an interview? You twist your belly button, you You're done, yeah? <laughs> Good. Yeah, I was just catching up on some of our podcasts on the toilet. That's what I do. <laughs> I, I usually open my post, but obviously I'm not, you know, I'm not at home, so uh, I've... Um, you open your post? Yeah, I open my post on the toilet. You take... Don't you? Well, like letters yeah. through the door. I do so much. It's my office. Wow. Oh, come on. There are so many dads listening, and maybe mums, that use the toilet as their office. Surely they don't open their post on the toilet. Why not? Are you thinking poo particles? Shut up. No, I'm not. I'm just thinking what I, like, to carry your, from the door to the toilet to open. Yeah, well, no, 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 no don't get... I just can't see that. Let me explain the way it works in our house. <laughs> I have to make sure that I pick said post up... That's usually where we put the nappy the nappy bins if, if when once Luna's done one when we have to put it out the front door in the bin. So I pick the post up and then that goes on the table, but you have to walk past the table to go to our toilet. So I'll just take that and then return a few emails. <laughs> do you have a letter opener to open your post on the toilet? Why do you need that? The only reason I say that is because the other day we went into a antique shop yeah. on the Isle of Wight. Very nice. Mm. And Ted wanted to buy a knife. He's four. Four and a half, yeah. He wanted to buy a knife. And he saw a letter opener, which obviously looked like a knife. Mm. And we were like, this could be a real get-out here because it's not sharp in the slightest. Uh, but he thinks it's a knife. It was a stick. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I should have gone down that route. Yeah, well, <laughs> but, so, but we bought it for him. I don't know if I agree with that. What, buying him a letter opener? No, because he no, but he thinks it's a knife. Yeah, well, then he went into school and he said... To, oh, God, I'm looking forward to where this he, ends. He said to his teacher, can I bring in a sharp knife for my show and tell? <laughs> Hang on, there's more context to this. Have we got time for a little yeah, story? Yeah, keep going. This there's is... always time for a story, Al. It's a podcast, there's no pressure. So Ted's in reception at school and they send these little videos throughout the week home to us of whatever Ted's doing. Like he might have been reading or he might have done something and just a little video clip. We received this one the other day and uh, they're reading a, a book called Handa's Surprise, which is about an African girl who has a basket on her head. She mm. goes and collects fruit and she meets lots of animals on the way. It's a lovely book. Mm. Um, but the, the question that was given to Ted by his teacher was, Ted, if you had a basket to carry on your head, what would you put in it, right? No, I swear, I, I can read it if you want. This is what he said. Weapons to kill all the animals for their bones. What? <laughs> right? Bearing in mind, his teacher's like an ultra-vegan. Like, yeah. she, you know, like, loves the animals. She's kind of anti any kind of cruelty. 
I mean, we all are, but like me. Well, yeah, like everyone. Careful where you tread. Yeah, and I'm a farmer's boy, remember? <laughs> but but so this is what he said. He said weapons to kill the animals for their bones. She then said, "All oh, right. Well, how do you think the animals would feel about that?" He said, "Well, their families would be sad, but I'll draw a picture of the animals so they'll be able to remember them." <laughs> Like this. And then off the back of that, he said, "Oh, and uh, do you mind if I bring in a sharp knife for my uh, for my show and tell?" Were you called in at any point? We got this letter. We got this thing come through, and it said I, her answer was, "I'm sure that if you'd like to bring in a sharp knife for your show and tell, Mummy or Daddy could put it into a safe box to bring in." What's they're allowing it? Yeah. Well, they, well, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> so and it comes so, with a samurai sword. So then we did, but, but in his backpack. But when she saw it, we said, "Oh, it's actually just a letter opener." Oh my god! <laughs> How did we get here? What, what, what is going on? You, I'm having trouble at the moment to stop Luna treading on ants. You, you've got a whole new list yeah, of problems. He's skinning animals for their I bones. I mean, come on! <laughs> wow, isn't your your missus is vegan, isn't she? Yeah, she is. She's not imparting any wisdom. He also has got this, like you know, when kids muddle up their speech. Yes. So he says, "Adults do that." Too. When we say, "Oh, you've you cut yourself, you're bleeding, whatever," he's taken the word "bleed" and he's using it slightly incorrectly. So now he'll say, "I'll bleed you." <laughs> Which is so creepy. Isn't that like that, that, that street speak? It's isn't like it? something from um, the Vikings when they like did that, those blood angel things. It's like I'm going to bleed him. Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's really creepy. Ted's been watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Did you bleed her, Daddy? It's like, oh God, no, Ted. This is. Let me just say. Can I just quickly put this out there? I know what Father's Day is. It's a day for us dads. But where's it from? How did it start? What? Did anyone know this or not? Or? Yes, the idea of Father's Day was conceived more than a century ago by Sonora Dodd, good name, mm. of Spokane in Washington. She in Star Trek. <laughs> Dodd wanted a special day to honour her father, William Smart, a widowed Civil War veteran who was left to raise his six children on a farm. June the 19th was chosen for the first Father's Day celebration in 1910. Mm. Father's Day has been celebrated annually since 1972 when President Nixon signed the public law that made it permanent. Wow. There you go. So basically, um, it's a day for us, if we're lucky to get a line, that's about it. We get a, we get a couple of presents, and then that's it. But I, I think that for Mother's Day, if we quickly twist this around, I think Charlie, my wife, would consider Mother's Day one of the important days for presents or for just being, you know, respected as a mum. Yeah. Because I remember asking her, I think I did this on my radio show, in what order are you bothered about presents? So for... Because you can get... You literally buy presents for anything now, can't you? It's every month. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. It's every month. Always, always something. It might have been Christmas first. I think it was Christmas, Mother's Day, then birthday, Hmm. and then the rest. Now, in fact, we don't do presents for the rest. So a very important day for her now, when I used to say, "No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need anything," you know, I've got everything that I need. I've got you, and I've got the kids, and I've got a dog. I've got everything I need, and I've got some beers in the fridge. Yeah, uh, everything I need, and some pizza. But I've got everything <laughs> I need, uh, and my Sonos. Uh, but everything, sure. everything sure. I need. Yeah, a new iPad. I don't know. So I always say that. Now I'm backtracking. I'm thinking, no, if that's second on her list, I think I need to make. Father's Day present, a bit more of a priority. Well, I'll tell you why I think it might be up there. So a birthday is just your birthday. Mm. You've done nothing to earn your birthday, have you? No, because you didn't nothing. do it. It's just, your it mum just popped happened. it out. That's why Mother's yeah. Day is probably more important. And, and also Christmas, to a degree. Like, it's just it's just what happens. Like, you haven't done anything to... Uh, Christmas is about well a feeling, done. though. Well, it's yeah, I, I get it, I get it. It's a warm feeling. But it's still, it? it's still not earned. It's still not earned. Okay. Whereas as Father's Day and Mother's Day, you 
have earned it by right. being a dad. No, agreed. And or a mum. All right, Father's Day then for you. I would say I'm not going to say money's no object because we have to be realistic. Let's say what what sort of value do we put on a Father's Day present? Are we talking up to a hundred quid? You see, this is the thing about presents, right? If I need some new clothes, I need to go and get new clothes. I'll just go and get some new clothes. Yeah, because you need them there and then, probably. I feel that a Father's Day gift should be something that you wouldn't go out and buy yourself as a necessity. Yep. So, socks, definitely not. Mm. Um, or something to repair something with, definitely. It should be something that is like, oh, I have actually wanted that for a long time, but I would never have just gone out and bought it myself. So what, like a Rolex? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, f- for us, I, we don't have much money, but for us, it's it's things like... The Rolex, I was joking, by the way. <laughs> a Rolex. It's a, it's, 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 it's a Rolex. It's a, it's a Rolex. <laughs> um, but there's a, there's, a, there's a new bag I really want. Oh my god! Is this is this a mum's? Is this a Mother's Day podcast? It's not a handbag. It's like a really nice like leather rucksack or rucksack with like leather bits on it. But what? Do you really need that? Yeah. Why? I like bags. Are you you are into your bags? I do like bags. Your favourite episode of Friends is the one with Joey and his handbag, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it is yeah. so wrong because there's nothing wrong with that bag in the start. The colour maybe, but there's nothing wrong with that bag in but any other way. I've heard myself say this many times. You can have too many bags. I see you with a lot of bags. Yeah. No, I like bags. The reason I want this, so I've got like, I've got a really nice satchel at the moment that was my dad's that he took to school and then he took it to work and he's now passed it to me and I'm using it for work. As That's well. lovely. But it's more like a laptop file bag. You can't get a water bottle in it. That kind of you know, it's not like. Oh that. no! <laughs> First world problems. Yeah. <laughs> can't get my water in it. Yeah, but or or any anything else. So I I want I'd like a rucksack. For me, I find one rucksack which does everything. Then that bag, one bag does all. But that's all well and good when you are carrying all with you. What happens when you're just taking your power pack or a bottle of water or just your laptop? So your back pocket was for. All right, just your laptop. Then you just put it in the rucksack as what? In an empty rucksack. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Have you got is, have you got a fear of an empty rucksack? No, I'm not like, saying that, but it's just a bit unnecessary. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> right, what do you what do you want for for Father's Day then? You can never go wrong with um, with an extra Sonos or Sonos or um, how, other Wi-Fi Speaker. speakers are available, um, but they're not as good. Uh, you can never go wrong with with one of those. You know, there's, they do like the, there's the Play One and Two and Three, like yeah. just a little one. You can put that in another room. There's quite a few rooms in the house. You know, yeah. we can put those are always good. This mm. is going out before Father's Day, so if you're listening, Charlie and Jen, what a lot of people seem to think dads want for Father's Day is to spend the day with their kids. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> It's the opposite. It's like, it's like, oh, you're such a great dad, so have them for the day. <laughs> That's the opposite of what we okay, want to do. Okay, leave, leave this with me. I, I'm going to get... A, wait there, let me get something for this. This is going to be tough for you to hear, our partners, but... All that we want for Father's Day is A, a lie-in, and B, no kids for the whole day. That's all we want. And a fridge full of beers and pizza. That's it. Yeah. That is, for me, the most ideal Father's Day present you can give me. Yeah. Uh, right, should we do some Dad's Net stuff? Yeah, it's really interesting. So we said, we've asked a couple of questions. The first one is, what would your perfect Father's Day be? Um, it's some interesting stuff. A, a lot of food coming through. Uh, Rob says, a cracking roast dinner with a glass of red. Uh, Jordan, barbecue beer. And then, thirdly, wife and kids as company. Yeah. I mean... I guess he's said that just in if case. If they can go over to the grandparents, that's better, but, you know. Yeah. See, this is this is a bit more realistic. Um, Luke said, 18 holes with my brother, playing mm. around a golf. Andrew says, honestly, I don't see the point in Father's Day, but apparently I'm weird. <laughs> Daniel says, a new full suspension mountain bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, mate, keep dreaming. 
Um, going somewhere with the family of my choosing. <laughs> what do you mean, like to watch the football? Yeah, the cinema. And can I can I sit in row A and you're in row Z? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Martin just spending the day with my son. You see, oh, we joke about it, but actually, a nice day going out with the kids would be lovely. What one thing that I know, one of my mates does, and it's a lovely thing. I I, I actually probably would do it, but I don't live very close to my dad. And I know that some people will not have their dad anymore. But my mate, they always do a father's thing on Father's Day. He'll go out with his dad. Uh, he'll take his son with him. So it's it's a it's a boy's day. Yeah. It's, you know, Father's Day is that's a... That's nice. That, and I think that's actually a yeah, really nice thing to do. Yeah, yeah. This guy, Adam, he says, this year I'm marrying my soulmate, fiancé and mother of my daughter <laughs> on, the, on Father's Day, which is good. And Colin said, wow, you're getting married three times on the same day. <laughs> <laughs> Soulmate, soul fiance, mother. Do they all know about each other? <laughs> <laughs> we also opened this up and we said, uh, what's the worst Father's Day gift you've ever had? Yeah. And actually, just to, just to be serious for a moment, okay? Very serious. Very serious. Actually, a lot of the comments were about dads who can't see their kids. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason. Of so course. For Tim, he says this Father's Day will be the first Father's Day in two years that he gets to see his daughter. So his worst was the Father's Day where he didn't get to see her. Um, and, yeah, so that can be really tough. And my ex refused to let me see our son for my first Father's Day when the nursery found out two months later they went above and beyond to get the little guy to make me a card afterwards oh. um, and get him a mug. So, you know, there is an element where Father's Day can be really tough for a lot of dads oh. out there. Do you, and do you know what, though? Can you not come to some sort of agreement for one day? For Mother's Day, okay, you you will have our yeah. child. For Father's Day, you know, I'll get to have the child. Can we not just do that? Yeah, you'd think, you'd think. You would think, wouldn't you? But uh, I know that doesn't, it isn't no. how it works, but in an ideal world, come on. Yeah, so just a quick quick uh, kind of shout out to all of those dads who are um, going through whatever situation they're going through and are not seeing their kids this Father's Day, we're thinking of you. I can remember an exact day like that when, because my mum my and dad split when I was seven, seven years old, I had to go to court to make sure that... Because me and my brother wanted to stay with Dad. So I had to actually stand up in court in front of a judge and wow. say, we don't want to go with Mum, we want to stay with our Dad. Wow. So, and it happened, which was which was incredible. But I do remember one Father's Day, we had to go over to Mum's. So yeah. I was in exactly that same situation. And I remember in my head as a young kid thinking my Dad is sat at home, probably just sat on the sofa yeah. with his smelly feet, uh, <laughs> watching the world of wrestling or some sort of wildlife documentary. But that made me feel really sad, yeah. you know, as as his son, that's my dad, and he, I'm not there with him on Father's Day. Yeah. So I, I totally, I, I get that. I it do. can be tough, it can yeah. be tough. So we're, think, we're thinking of all of you guys. And just one last terrible Father's Day present. Danny says he got given some SpongeBob SquarePants lounge pants. He's quite difficult to say that, isn't SpongeBob it? SquarePants lounge, lounge pants. pants. <laughs> bright, bright. It's like a tongue twister. Let's <laughs> go and say it five times quickly. SpongeBob go. SquarePants lounge pants. <laughs> he says uh, there are bright yellow things with various SpongeBob eyes dotted all over them. And Jade has commented saying, I have those. They're amazing. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Well, happy Father's Day to every single person listening. Well, not if you're a mum, but. Every person. Why you get your day, shut your face. Yeah, true. Uh, well, that's the Father's Day special done for Don't Tell Your Mum. Uh, is there any other final business in the room? I just want to say one thing. But and damn, there is. It's, <laughs> ma- it's mainly for you. I could talk all day. Okay, go on. It's mainly for you. Um, I was listening to one of our previous episodes yeah. in the car. And it was the lying episode where we talk about lying to your kids. Mm. And literally, like, the first 
two minutes is me saying, yeah, I lied to the kids all the time. Like this, basically. <laughs> you need to go back and listen to it. And, and I had my two kids in the car, four, oh, no. four and six, and Isla, she pops up and she goes, she says to Ted, Daddy just said that he lies to us. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, honest, I, this is what happened. I was like, oh, I was just, it's just, I was just joking. Let's put, let's put radio on. <laughs> on a serious note, though, remember, rate us, Subscribe to this podcast on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to get involved in an episode, then you can find us on social media um, at the Dad's Net or you can write to us. Just go to dadsnet.com and there's a little tab that says Dad Podcast. You'll find Hit that, it there. you'll find it. Um, if you want to follow me on socials at uh, JK Jason King, Instagram and Twitter. Are we finally done? We're finally... Well, I have got more. No, there's no more business. <laughs> I'm closing. <laughs> this business is closed. Thank you very much for listening and uh, tell all the dads that you know as well to listen Listen to Don't Tell Your Mum. Till the next time. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that, I nailed it. <laughs> Smashed it out of no, the park. No, you didn't. No.